Welcome back to Bible study. I normally then say welcome back to Paul's letter to the Philippians, and or sometimes I might say welcome back to you know, Paul's letter to the Philippians chapter 2, but I think what I'm saying is welcome back to Paul's letter to the Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 8. <laughs> you know, this is where we were last week, and there's still more wonderful, profound depths to this um, very sacred um, passage of Scripture. It's great, John, to have you here. And, you know, oh, we'll settle for Derek as well. You can join us, Derek. You know, I, Thank you. We, we, you know, we have plenty to talk about without you, but I think we, you know, we let you in. Thanks. You know, just, if, you could, if you can add something to you know, all the depth of wisdom that John and I have, you know, I'll, I'll think, I think the viewers you know, may just tolerate it. Um, John, so you're going to read probably the same as what I read. Same scriptures you read last, last week. week. Yes, I'll do that again. So that's from um, verse 5 through to... Um, uh, uh, to 18. 18, that's and right. And then if I, if I pray? Yep, that sounds good. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And therefore God also has highly exalted him, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God, without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or laboured in vain. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. Mm. Mm. Let's pray. Lord, we uh, come again uh, before you, before your word, uh, with um, excitement and, and humility, we thank you for uh, the Apostle Paul. We thank you that you um, touched his life and revealed yourself to him on the, the road to Damascus. Thank you that the, this happened in history, and yet we're studying um, such profound truths that, that um, were part of your uh, purpose and plan for us, for humanity, for your creation, some of which is beyond us. And yet, Lord, we have these wonderful insights and we pray that you'll help us, um, help Derek especially, as he, as he opens up some um, special 
uh, insights from these few verses here in Philippians 2. Just commit our time to you and we pray that the, from this Bible study there would be a um, great blessing and lasting blessing for all who tune in. Amen. 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 Very good. So I think it's good to read the wider passage because you realise, well, there's some sort of humdrummery in there as well in terms of the, you know, this present age that we're living in. And, and, some, uh, and that makes it even more precious when you, when you drill down into these, these few verses. And even as we discovered last week, this word in Greek is so important. It's just exactly that word and not another word. So... Yeah, well, God's word is, is living and active. And so we're, we're here to listen to what God has to say. Mm. And we're still really in, in these um, verses that we, I wouldn't say we got stuck on them. <laughs> we, no, we actually, because we didn't, it flowed, didn't it? Through, through you know, just yes. even, surprised we didn't sort of split the words in half. <laughs> 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 but, but here we are. Um, what, what more can we glean, as it were, Derek, from, from this, these seven points of, of, let's say, Christ's condescension? Yes, we saw... Unless, sorry, no, John no, wants no, to no, no. I was just thinking it might be actually quite handy if Derek just ran over those briefly to, to exactly. orientate the viewers and those who might not have seen last week. Exactly. Yet. If you haven't seen last week, they should go, you should go on... Um, the Revelation TV website. You can go to the videos of the past, and it's very well worthwhile. It watching is a it again. must watch. I, I will. I can tell you, I will be it watching. It's a it must again. watch. Okay, so, yes, Derek, so the, this is in a sense a holy of holies of Scripture. Yes, it's 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 the gospel, and it really shows us the inner what Christ did for us in humbling Himself. And so we're particularly looking at the seven steps, which are in verse 6 very quickly and then we'll we'll see it from another angle that will just bring them to light life as as well mm -hmm. first of all it says that Christ being in the form of god mm -hmm. we said that this this means that he was by very nature god mm -hmm. he had the outward display of being god and of course if you have the outward display of being god you must be god <laughs> and so this word means the the outward manifestation that corresponds to the inward reality. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a trick. That's the point. God's nature is truthful. So God's never going to, or the Lord Jesus is never going to pull a confidence trick on yes, us. Exactly. You know, it's like, you know, the old Bishop of Durham, many years, David Jenkins. Oh, it's just a conjuring trick with bones. I mean, if he just realized the folly of that statement, because that means the whole of his vocation the whole of scriptures is just tissue paper it's ridiculous yes. statement yes that's not god's nature so anyway he he really was an god. interesting way to think of this word morphe yeah which is it's a clear declaration that that christ is god by yeah. very nature yeah. his very nature god but it's specifically the outward manifestation of being god corresponding to the fact that he was in essence god that's what the word means. I mean, and just an interesting way of thinking about it. You, we might say that, let's say, a woman is beautiful, okay? And, of course, we would talk about outward beauty and inward beauty, mm. you know. And, and she's beautiful on the outside and she's beautiful on the inside, mm. hopefully, yeah. you see. So morphe would mean an outward beauty or an outward fit, you know, or if it's an athlete, 
an outward fitness corresponding to an inward fitness or, or beauty. Yeah. And, and, and that would be morphe. Whereas it's possible, let's say, that a woman is beautiful on the outside, but not on the inside. Yeah, that's right. And then that would be just the appearance of beauty, but not the essence of beauty. So what this is saying is that Christ did not just appear as God in the glory of God. He didn't just have all the attributes and the glory of God. He was, in essence, God on the inside. Very God. I never, I never quite, you know, very God mean, or very God. Yeah. You say very God. I never yes. thought was <laughs> very God. Yes, yeah, he exactly. Was, was. And and so he was. He had that full deity. Um, but now we see, disp- although he had that, he was willing to take these steps. And the first step was that um, he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Mm. But we said r- what that really meant was he didn't. He was equal with God, but he didn't hold on to that equality with God and, and, and use it for his own advantage. He was willing to let go of, the, of, of that um, appearance, you know, of that position, That's right. that status. That's right. he, in order to accomplish what he needed to accomplish, he was willing to let go of his throne position. That, that position of equality with God. Yeah. And then it says he emptied, literally, the next step down, it, it says here he made himself of no reputation, but literally it is he emptied himself. And we said that that, that meant he emptied himself of his glory. He emptied himself of the manifestation of deity. And, and he took, uh, in order that he would take on, ultimately, human, um, the human limitations. And then the next step down, it says that he took the form of a bondservant, literally a doulos, which is a slave. So in order to become a man, he actually had to, and a, a, a human nature is a created nature. And anything created by God is, is, restricted. is owned by God. Yeah. You know, it's, so he's taking, he has to be willing to subject himself to God as a creature subjects himself to, or rightly subjects himself to his creator that is owned by God. And so he's taking on a great, a very deep, for God to do this is, is amazing that he would be willing to take the role of a creature with a created human nature and be a slave of God and a servant of man. So that's keep, the next keep going, step down. Keep going. I, I, I'm, I'm conscious if you ask Derek to summarize. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing as quite let's, let's fast as I can, yes. Um, and then it says... Because he, we're going to hear, be hearing a lot more of you later. So sorry, yeah. He came in the likeness of man. That's his incarnation now. And he appeared as a man. And this basically says he, had a true, he was a true human being. Yeah, yeah. Um, he looked like us. The difference was he didn't have sin. Right. But he wasn't like us. Exactly, because he's not just a man, he's God also. He's the God-man. So the language is saying that. It's very significant. Then it says he humbled himself. So once he was a man, he didn't be a king. He could have done anything he wanted in in terms of that. But he humbled himself. He chose a life of humility and service and ministry, healing the sick, doing, serving others. Mm -hmm. The Son of Man didn't come to lord it over but to serve. Mm. And then, then he, the next step down is he became obedient, 
even unto death. Yeah. And that meant because he didn't have sin, he didn't have to, you know, he wouldn't have died. That's right. His obedience was that he was willing to take our sin yeah. on himself yeah. in order to die yeah. and then pay the price for our sin. And so the final step down is death on a cross, on cross. a criminal's death, Complete. but also in the Bible, that's a, the, the death of a man who is under the curse Humil of God. Complete humiliation, yeah. Who's under the judgment of God. So, so he, the final step down is that he took our judgment so, so a, and the curse on so himself. So a question before we, we're going to drill further in. You know, how can we possibly, you know, when you think of the majesty of, of those two or three verses, how can we possibly have that mind? Because that's what Paul is saying. He's saying, have this mind. Yes, I think what he's saying is understand this, Un understand it, um, because you need to work, do this yourself, you need to work this out in your own lives. Yeah. You're obviously doing it at a lower level, but the principles are still there. All of those seven Everything. steps. That's yeah. right, I and mean, I'm sure we'll look at this in more detail later on. And so he goes on to say, work out your own salvation. I've yes. given you the example. Mm, yeah. I've taught you what happened in heaven. Mm. Now, at a lower level, you need to replicate this yeah. Mm, yeah. and work out your own salvation for fear, with fear and trembling. But don't concern yourself because it's the Lord that's working in you mm. um, to do his good will and pleasure. So this is the plan of God as it was with Jesus. It's the same plan on a, sli on a slightly lesser scale being worked out in you to perfect you ultimately through sanctification for heaven. Another so hymn is glorious. I mean, it, it's I, I mean, I probably hundreds, thousands of hymns were written on these verses, but the one that just comes into my mind, Thou who's, who was rich, Thou who was rich, beyond all splendor, I think, all for love's sake becamest, mm. and it almost actually mirrors these verses, mm. becamest poor, becamest man. Yes. You know, Emmanuel. And, and when you said work out your own salvation, you know, that's so interesting, that's the next verse. But the, the thing, two things is, is as we, as we just see what Christ did, that kills our pride. Yeah. You know, yeah. our pride, forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, yeah. you know, yeah. saving the cross. It kills our pride. But the other thing is, yes, we, we walk it out, but it says walk, work out your own salvation. Mm. So the awesome thing is, in the new birth, we receive the Spirit of Christ. His spirit is the spirit of Christ in us. So in a sense, we have that salvation in us, that, that, yes. that, that, that nature of Christ mm. formed in our spirit. And, and so we can, we can start living that out. We, we, God has, by his grace, empowers us to, yeah. to, yeah. to live yes. that out. Yeah. Yes. Um, another verse, uh, Romans 8, you know, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? I mean, from this thing that the Lord, uh, thing is not the right way to describe it, that the Lord has done for us, it so much is like the, the, the hub of uh, all the spokes of the wheel mm. come out of what this yes. actual event of yes. what the Lord did for us. Given us everything. And in verse 27, 127, when he says, walk worthy yes. of, um, as citizens yes. of the gospel of Christ, this is the gospel of Christ. Yeah. This is, in other words, <clears throat> our whole, this, this, should this understanding, this revelation mm. should control mm. our whole way of, of living. Yeah. Um, 
It's not just a sentimental thing, is it? No. You know, this is something really deep, powerful, you know, robust. It's, um, mm. what's next? <laughs> I well, don't mean what's the next verse, what's next within <laughs> these verses? Yeah. Well, there is a background to these yeah. verses that I think sh sheds a lot of light. And I th believe that when Paul wrote these verses, it is written like a hymn, but I think yeah. he was just moved into elevated speech, mm -hmm. you know. Um, it so reflects something in the Gospels, point by point, as I believe we'll see, um, that I believe that Paul was conscious of something that Christ did yeah. and that, was, that Christ deliberately did yeah. as a picture of what he was about to do. And I'm talking about the foot washing. That's right. That if, as we look at that, we all see that Jesus did this as a picture of salvation. Yeah. He wasn't just, you know, washing their feet as an example of humility, but the whole thing was, was a bigger picture mm. of salvation. Mm. And Paul is, I think, building his thoughts around the foot washing. Mm. So that might be a new thought. And many folk people. know that, you, you know, even in wider society, know about the foot washing because of Maundy Thursday and even the Queen washes feet, doesn't she? That's, that's one of the things she does as part of the tradition on Maundy Thursday okay. in the Easter week, so-called Holy Week. So it, it's, it's wonderful that we can now open up that's that amazing event what the Lord Jesus did and link it to this passage mm. so I'm, I'm looking forward to what, what, what passage in John 30 to? John 13 13 um, is it a passage that where we where we John could it? read for us yes yeah, so we could pick Let's out do that. if we just pick out a verse at a time John if you, yeah. we could be ready yes. and I'll yeah, just okay. guide, guide that yeah. um, but notice the context is just before Jesus's death mm. and he is preparing his disciples for you know yeah. what's coming and in particular we tend to focus more on the communion That's you right. know where he is talking about making this new covenant through yeah. his his broken body and, yeah. his, and his blood but the foot washing in a sense shows the big picture of his salvation that comes to a climax through at his broken body yeah. and his shed blood yeah. but before that, in a sense, in a sense, every a good teaching technique is first of all give the big picture, mm -hmm. then focus in on the detail. Yeah. And this is what Jesus is doing through this foot washing. And passage. this was all at the event of the Last Supper in the in the upper room. Exactly. Yeah. And so, if we would start by just reading verse one, um, of th uh, chapter thirteen. Chapter yeah. thirteen. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his, his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Now this tells us something that isn't directly told us in Philippians, although it's obvious, mm -hmm. that, that why did he humble himself? Yeah. There's only one reason, and that's love. He, yeah. he loved us, and it's because he loved us he was willing to condescend. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So we've got to understand behind this humility is this love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's that is the the motivation mm. behind everything. Mm. Mm. And then if we read verse two and three. Yeah. And supper being ended, 
the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God. Mm. Notice it sets the scene of him coming from God yeah. and going to God, the humiliation yeah. and the exaltation. Yeah. This is kind of setting it's the scene. Yeah. But I also, it's just a little point that what enables us to give ourselves away? It's, he came from a place of security. Yeah. He knew that yeah. God loved him, mm. that he was safe with God, with his Father. Mm. And, you know, it's when you're secure in your relationship with God that you can yeah. give yourself away. Mm. You don't have to protect yourself mm. because you're secure in God's arms. Mm. And so what it's saying is Jesus did this from a position of strength, not from a position of weakness. It's because he knew God and that God would look after him that he could make himself vulnerable, that that he could humble himself. So in the same way, when we know God loves us, we can become the servant without losing our, you know, without being afraid and so on. Yes, wonderful. Knowing that the Father had given all things. So now we're going to see the steps that Jesus took. Okay, now, first of all, of course, in Philippians, it talks that he's in the form of God. Mm. Um, uh, and, and that corresponds to, at this Passover table, I and mean, it's an interesting thing, they sat as a triclinium. Yeah. But Jesus, and they all, there was a seating order. Jesus, obviously, was the, sat at the top of the table. He was the, yeah. the host. And they would all dress in kingly robes for the Passover feast. Yeah. They would, they would, as it were, be kings. Um, so he would have been dressed in his best robes and he would be seating at the top place at the table. So as we take each step, let's just see what happens. The first thing that... Um, We're going to read it. So we just the next phrase, actually, yeah. in verse 4. Yeah. It, um, and, uh, Jesus rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. So let's take the first one. He rose from supper. Now, this corresponds from the fact that Jesus was seated on the throne, the highest place, but he did not consider equality of, with God, yeah. that position on the throne, something to hold on to. He was willing to let that go. So that corresponds to Jesus now leaving the top of the table. Now, of course... In the culture there, the person who should have washed the feet, I mean, this is a, a funny story, really, normally would, would be a slave. Yeah. Um, but obviously there wasn't anyone to hand to wash the feet. There was a seating order, and it seems like Peter, you know, you know remember Jesus said, you know, uh, when you go to a feast, don't take the top table. Then yeah, that's you right. might be kicked that's down right. to the bottom. Exactly. Yeah. Take the lower seat, and then yeah. maybe... The master will call you up. Yeah. And I think Peter, on this occasion, normally Peter would probably, Peter and John would be next to Jesus. But on this occasion, it's clear that but Judas Peter was had, given the top position. So Peter had taken the advice and thought, right, I'm going to get He sat the, at the bottom. Yeah, I'm going to get the Exactly. Because we get that from the, what yeah, happens classic. later. Uh, Judas was actually at that yeah. honored position because yeah. Jesus made his final outreach to Judas. Yeah. Peter was at the bottom, now fuming. Because they, they, in Luke it says they came into this feast, you know, 
disputing among themselves as to who was the greatest. That's right. You know, so here's Peter thinking, oh, he's bound to call me up. Yeah. Peter, what are, you, what are you doing down there, yeah, sitting exactly. at the bottom? You need to be up here yeah. with me. He almost blurted it out, <laughs> didn't he? He said, Lord, you said if I sat down at the bottom here, you would pull me up to the top. What's happening? Exactly. Yeah. And so Peter's kind of fuming because the position was important to him. And, and worse, worse of all, there's this embarrassed silence because... So they can't they can't eat before with these dirty feet that's, that's right. unthinkable so peter and it's it's the person in the lowest position who's obliged so he thinks do, he's going to be lumbered so he says, he's going to be lumbered with the washing gonna, of the I'm feet i'm not going to wash their feet yeah, yeah. that would be that <laughs> yeah. would be saying that i'm lower than them yeah, that would be admitting yeah. that uh, that they you know and and so he's he's resisting that and so nobody knows what's going to happen so Jesus... I mean, the Lord had said, you know, honoured Peter quite in, in many ways, oh, yeah. you know, so, so there's, you could, he could be forgiven for thinking that he's... But Jesus upends his, his thinking because Jesus yeah. gets up, yeah. who should be the last person yeah. to do the work of a slave to yeah. wash the feet. So, so he uh, is now going to do it, and that's why Peter's so embarrassed. Yeah, so uh, anyway, um, we, we are basically finding this... Um, overlay of uh, Philippians here in, the, in this yes, passage. Being it's worked out, acted out, yes. So the first thing is he rose from supper. That that's corresponds to Jesus yeah. leaving his throne position. And, and that is him not counting equality. He was equal with God. He had that position, mm. but he didn't mm. hold on to it. Yeah. He was willing to let that go. Then the next thing it says that Jesus emptied himself and we yeah, said it was he emptied himself of his glory. His outer garments. And that's him laying aside his glory. So here he is dressed as a king mm. for the Passover feast. He takes off mm. his garments. Mm. And that, that's the next and step. And then he took, takes the towel, which is basically the garment of the servant. Slave. Oh, yes. yeah. the slave. That's what the yes. slave would do. So he dresses himself, he girds mm. himself as a slave. Mm. And that's exactly the next step, you see. He took a towel and girded himself. He now puts on the outward appearance yeah. of a slave, yeah. but it corresponds to his inward attitude. He is willing yeah. to, to play the role of the slave of humbling himself below all of them yeah. to wash their feet. Yeah. Because in those days, they reclined at the table, so the feet were sticking out behind them, as it were. So yeah. to wash the feet, you have to get down on your knees. Yeah. And, and you have got to take that. pretty menial. And the foot is the lowest part of the body. All right? That, that is like, you know, that's the lowest job, if you like. Yeah. Only the slave should so is John going to read? Is the next John verse? Read that verse? Oh, yes, so he, um, he, he, he took, took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began... Enough. Yep, stop that's there. Enough. That's yeah. enough. Now that's the incarnation. Yeah. See, all those things happened before. He laid aside his glory mm. at the foundation of the world. Yes. John mm. seventeen five. Mm. He said he asked for God to restore his glory mm. that he had with the Father from the foundation of the world. So now, notice, this is beautiful. He poured water into a basin, into an earthen vessel. Mm. So now, yes. this is a picture of him pouring his life into a, his human nature, into an earthen vessel. Mm. 
And, th and that is a huge step. That's wonderful. That is the incarnation right I'll there. be honest, I haven't seen that one before, so you've got me And that corresponds, of course, that he yeah. took Not on. for the first time. <laughs> Not for the first time <laughs> you brought something new into my, you know, limited um, knowledge bank. Uh, so there we are. He's poured water into a basin. Coming in the likeness of men. Yeah. And being found in appearance as a man. Yeah. And... Um, and, and then the next one... Uh, um, and began to wash the disciples' feet mm. and to wipe them with the towel for which, with which he was girded. Mm. And so this is, of course, his whole ministry was, was to, to... And if you imagine, this is Jesus on his knees, mm. you know, doing the dirtiest job, yeah. you, know, you know. And yet he is the Lord of glory. He's the Lord of all. What's he doing? Mm. You know, this is, this is a picture. He's showing... He's not just doing an act of humility, he's actually acting out the drama of salvation. That he has wrote, disrobed himself of his glory. He's left his high position. Mm. He's come down even under them, mm. and now he's washing their feet. Of course, that describes his ministry, but supremely, it describes the fact that he died on the cross, and he, wa he washes us in his blood. In the, the water is his life, you see. Mm. So the blood is the life poured out. Mm. So the yeah. life is in the blood, and when he pours out his life even unto death, mm. um, his blood poured out releases his life to us. And it's that blood and water, as it were, that cleanses us, Very profound. that washes us of our sin. Yeah. Praise Wonderful. God. Pra absolutely. Yeah. So that. That is the, so you can see the parallel, can't yeah, you? Very, very much Between so. Philippians and the foot washing. Very much so. And then the old, if we jump to verse 12, John. Mm. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? Right, and so notice there's, there's the exaltation. Having done that, yeah. he now um, puts his robe on again. And he sits, again, at the top of the table. Yeah. So he is now exalted to the highest position, and, 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 and he is again robed in his glory. And, of course, in Philippians, mm -hmm. we know those great verses. It's always great to, uh, to say them. You know, God therefore highly exalted him and gave him the name above every That's name. Right. That's right. And That's so the whole drama of salvation is acted out here. It's, a, you know, it's, it's amazing when he says, do you realize what I've done? <laughs> do you understand what I've done to you he, he, in verse um, 12? Yes, yes, yes. And keep reading there. Yeah, no, you can, John, because yes. it's, it's the version that you... Because bear in mind what, what Paul in Philippians is saying. He says, you should have the same attitude... That's the point. ...as Christ. That's the and that's the very application yeah. that Jesus is, is giving now. Perfect. Yes. So you re read through... I, I, so where, where do you want me to read from? Exactly. From verse 12 onwards. Verse 12 onwards. So when he'd washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's yeah. feet. Keep going. So that, well, yeah, no, no, that's, that's pretty good because that's that's, that's have it. this. Okay. You know, make my joy complete. You know, be of like mind. So if I if I humbled myself, exactly. Exactly. then 
you know, surely you can too. Yeah. Um, follow, if you say I'm your mm. teacher and I'm your Lord, then you need to mm. do that yourself, work out yeah. your own salvation. Yes, and I, you're just tracking back a bit, you know, in verse 7 where um, Peter gets all uppity. And, and then Jesus says, what I'm doing, you do not understand now. Exactly. And uh, we didn't understand. No. I recognize the element of forgiveness in the symbolic washing. And, yeah. But, but um, that is so much yes, deeper. It's so opened up. And, you, and a lot of what the Lord did, they didn't understand. Yeah, he didn't understand. He and did, he says, he get it. If, if I do not wash, you have no part with yeah, me. It's wonderful. He says. It's wonderful. Jesus was the master teacher, of course, you know. Yeah. Great teaching is also acting out. You know, yes. It's, it's an acted out message of, of what he would do for us. And it's like, once we understand what Jesus has done for us, how can we stand on our pride, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, there's, some, there's something quite telling back in Philippians now where, where it says God has highly exalted him mm. and given him yes. the name. So it's not the Lord Jesus. This is where it slightly breaks with the, well, you know, the, yes. <laughs> it's not the, the Lord Jesus who, oh, uh, so uh, it could say in verse 9, and therefore, you know, he had earned his spurs and he then, you know, did the, the march of, uh, or the ride of triumph into Rome, uh, you know, and sort of elevated the steps himself. It doesn't say that, does it? It's the subject changes yeah. from what Christ did to yes. what the Father does. Yes. So it's God that exalted him. We are not to exalt ourselves. Yeah. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God yeah. that he may exalt you. Yeah. In Father, Jesus. into your hands I commit my spirit. Yeah. I mean, he, there was this mission still right at the end. Yes. So our job is not to exalt ourselves. Exactly. If we humble ourselves, God will, In we don't need time. to worry about it. Yeah. Jesus was secure. He knew yeah. the Father, yeah. Father's plan. He knew God wouldn't just leave him and abandon him. He knew the Father would exalt him, mm. but he didn't worry about that. He just trusted in the Father, yeah. and he gave himself. Yeah. And uh, if we will humble ourselves, you know, we just let God do the exalting. That's yeah, not I our business. It, I butted in but you, that, that important verse where... You know, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and in due time, you will yes, exalt. You will exalt. One Peter five, I think. Yeah, yeah. very, very good. Very good. And, and that is the principle of the kingdom. I remember Derek Prince says, "The way up is down, and the way down is up." Yeah, you know? yeah. If you want to go up in the kingdom of God, you've got to go down. <laughs> yeah, very, very good. But if you exalt yourself like Satan, that's right. You'll end up yeah, falling. The, there's so much of the whole of the scriptures in these in these yes. verses really quite, quite and that is the gospel you see and that's yep. why he says conduct yourself as a citizen of heaven mm. worthy mm. of the gospel in other words that this is the our dna this is yeah ourself yeah. this is how we were saved yeah. and, and this is the spirit of the kingdom of god mm. and so we, we, we must have the same, yeah. the same yeah. mindset. Yeah, praise God. Yeah, and we say death could not hold him. Of course it couldn't. You yeah. know, it, it, it's, it, it's, he, he is completely, he's the master of, of the, the something that we are all subjected to in our human and our humanity and flesh. We are going to die. Yes. But the Lord came in as the Lord of life he was not subjected to it at all. No. He, he, this was part of God's plan. Death had no mastery over him. He became obedient to death. Therefore, God 
The only, the only was going to happen. Yes, and there's the only no way it wasn't going to happen. That's right. As Derek and I were talking, I think after last week's um, lesson, it, it was only because he took the sin upon himself that they were able to kill him. Mm. Yes. Uh, uh, but of course, he wasn't sin. So once he was dead, he, just, he, he you know, yeah. having yeah. worked out what he had to do, uh, he, he came alive again. It couldn't hold him mm. because he. He was this, this is another very, very profound area yes. of what, exactly at that point, you know, where he says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And, yeah. and we spoke about it, if you remember, of course you do, because you're Derek, but the Jonah, you know, how, how he went. Yes. He did, he did, be, he was separated from God. That's, so at the beginning of this passage, you know, he didn't count to quality of God, you know, he, he, he sort of separated himself from God's presence, but then the ultimate separation was at that point on the cross when, yes, when he gave yes. up his spirit. Yeah, he he laid aside his his equal yeah position. Yeah, um, and and he depended on his father to exalt him. He didn't That's exalt right. himself. Yes. At that point, it wasn't possible, that. was it? It wasn't possible. The Lord to abandon himself. No, it was impossible. And, and he even prayed, you see, in John 17, 5, he, soon after this, he prayed, Father, glorify me together with yourself, mm. with the glory that I had with you before the foundation of the world. So yeah. he's depending on his Father to exalt yeah. him. Yeah. He renounces the principle of self-exaltation. That's right. And he trusts in his Father to that's, exalt that's him. Amazing. And that's a hard lesson for us to learn because our yeah. flesh... That's right. We is, want to, uh, yes. You know, we've done our bits. Now, you know, you sort of... You, you want to you want to be elevated, so it, uh, it, it's a name above every name. The name the name of Jesus, and and of course it's saying um, um, ev that every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under under the earth. So um, the whole of creation, in other words, e exactly. Uh, but the point is, I'm just thinking about the fact that the Lord bowed the knee as it were, in, um, at the Last Supper. And then it sort of reverses. But every knee, so he's bowed the knee oh, to wash the feet. Mm. Just trying to find one thing that Derek hasn't said. <laughs> 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 yeah. So he bowed the knee, and then the consequence is every knee would bow. It's yeah. the whole world. It's not, it's not just the, the followers of Jesus. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's every, and, and it's... It's the demons, it's yes. Satan, it's the whole it's everything. Uh, created order it will is. bow. I, I remember in yes. Romans um, uh, 3, I think it is, where it talks about, you know, their throats are open graves, their tongues practice deceit, the poison of vipers is on their lips, this, this picture of, of fallen humanity. And then it says, now we know that whatever the law says, it's that it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. It's completely total. It's not, you know, a few. No. It's not those who are in earshot. It is the whole world is held accountable. Those who sin apart from the law will perish apart from the law. All that is sin under the law will be judged by the law. But everyone is under the law. Everyone is under this framework that God has set in this universe and world that he's created. We are all there in this auditorium. 
this judgment place and it says every knee will bow. You see, that's, that is powerful. There's no way out. There's no, there's no way out. You, every knee will have to bow, either willingly or by yes. force. Yes. Yes. And, and, and so he, you know, it talks about that in Christ all things will be reconciled to himself. Some people think that means everyone will be saved in the end. Yeah. You know, um, reconciled to God. But I think what that means is that there will be no sin or rebellion that will be allowed to be expressed in eternity. Mm. So every enemy will be put under his feet. Every knee will bow, even Satan's mm. knee will bow, mm. not because he wants to, That's right. but he will be required to. Yeah. And, and so that people really who think that they will have a party in hell are sorely mistaken. That's right. Because in hell, they will be under the level of um, punishment or pain necessary yeah. for their knee to be kept bowed. Mm. They won't be able to sin in hell, I believe, because because every enemy must be defeated. Every knee will bow. And that's an interesting one. Through hell, through, yeah, through eternity. Yeah. They will not be allowed to sin. And confess that Jesus is Lord. So you have the, the sort of the yeah. double insult, if you like, yeah. for them. They're For going those to who want to, to rebel. Um, yes. That's, I, yeah, I'm sort of So you, you have a choice. Your, your, your knee will bow and your tongue will confess, yeah. but you either choose to do it willingly now yeah. or you will have to for all eternity. Yeah. God will not allow rebellion to continue through eternity. That's quite a scary, you know, picture of hell, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. But um, mm. the name above every name, see, there, there's another dimension here because, the, of course, he is God. Mm. And so, as God, you know, he, he now has the full manifestation of God again. He has the name above every name, which I have to assume is is the God name. In other words, he his full glory, his full position, position is restored to him as God. Yeah. But there's more going on here because it says, at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. Mm. Now, Jesus is the name of his humanity. That's right. That's the point. And so there is a difference. Mm. Before he was on the throne, afterwards mm. he's on the throne. But the difference is his human nature is being exalted now as well. His human nature is being glorified at the name of Jesus. So it, it's hard to even comprehend what that, uh, that means, but now his humanity is glorified and his humanity has the name above every name. Mm. And that applies to us because why did he become a man in, in order to be identified with us in order to unite with us. Mm. So that speaks of the fact that he did that, not for himself, he did it for us. That somehow our humanity is going to be glorified. Yeah. And somehow his divine nature, see, in, on earth there was a kind of tension between his divine nature and his human nature. Because in his divine nature he never got tired. Mm. But in his human nature he got tired like the rest of us. Yeah. And there's a, there's a kind of tension there. But now there is no tension. His humanity is fully glorified, infused with the divine nature, if you like. And, and so now it's a man at the right hand of God, the God-man. This is powerful. I, I, I have another hymn that's come to mind. But we see Jesus made a little lower 
and the angels for the suffering of death. But we see Jesus crowned with glory and honor, the other verse. Um, that there's what, which psalm is it that talks about the Lord being made a little lower? Psalm 8. Psalm 8. Is there something there that we should read? Or is it, um, or I'm just trying to, well, you've said to, it. to yeah. I've, I've basically said it. And, and um, it's hard to comprehend. Mm. He could be made lower. Yes. But um, exactly. we understand. with glory and honor. So is you, it's his humanity yeah. went through this death and resurrection. So it, it, I, it's hard to really comprehend what that will mean for us. Mm. But the, we will be exalted above the angels because the angels... God didn't share a nature with the angels. Mm. So however glorious those angels are, we are destined to be yes. exalted above them yeah. and, and we will share. So our human nature will be glorified. Mm. Uh, we won't become God, obviously, mm. but something awesome is going to happen yes. to us. I, have, I, I fancy uh, if you could just as an interlude read a bit of Psalm 8. Um, <clears throat> Uh, verse, verse 1, maybe, to, to verse um, 6. It, it's, it's amazing. You know, we're reading in Philippians. Yes. But then you, it, I, you have this, the Spirit of God has, has inspired um, David to write these well, words. 1 to 8, I might as well read 1 to 9, the whole thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but it, it sort of says it all when you get to 6, because you yes. put all things under his feet. Yes. So, you know, verse 1, if you do 1 to uh, 6, that, okay. that will cover it. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your hands, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion. So the final verse 6, oh, yes. talks about everything under his feet. Yes, you have, made, you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You yeah. have put all things under his feet. Yeah. So there's something in that psalm that is obviously talking of the Lord Jesus, but also there's an element of, you know, we have this mind mm. among us that was also in Christ Jesus. We... You know, all the things you're talking about him mm. can be us in him. Mm. Yes, we, we get the benefit of it. That's amazing. Yeah. He has the name above every name, but we, we are exalted to the throne. We, we share in, yes. yeah. in, his, in, so in, in beyond, that glory. The, the, the Christian walk and the Christian message is beyond, oh, just follow this list, tick off this list of things you've got to do, yes. and, you know, you'll be a good Christian. It's, yes. it's something, you know, we're being swept up into some something amazing huge. fulfillment of yes. God's purpose for us yes. Yes. in him. Because in Hebrews, he picks up on Psalm 8, yep. doesn't he? Yep. Exactly on these lines. Exactly. He quotes Psalm 8, as we've done. Yep. And, and he says, God has... Let's read it again. Yeah. I think it's good to read it because we can show the... Well, perhaps on the if, if we read from Hebrews 2, verse 5, yeah. um, yes. to 11. For he has not put the world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels, but one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you're mindful of him, or the son of man that you take care of him? 
You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. Wonderful. Yeah, and verse 10 is yeah. important. Oh, for it was fitting for him, for whom, we, for whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Mm -hmm. So he did it to bring yes. many sons yeah. to, to glory. glory. Yeah. He's, yeah. you know, we are, you know, this is the amazing thing that we don't even know what that will no. mean in the no, end. No, it no. says, we shall be like him. For we will see him. Yes. We, we, you know, I think our glorification is not just that we'll have a, a better body. Yeah. But exactly. there is a, exactly. an infusion yeah. of, of the full release of Christ's yeah. power and nature into us yeah. that we will, we will become like him in mm. our human nature. Mm. And uh, we won't become God, but we will be exalted with him mm. to the highest place. Yeah. And uh, reign with him forever. Wonderful presence. There will be there will be a oneness, which is represented by marriage, the marriage covenant. Yes. A oneness, but to the point where we don't quite become God. Yes. But it's 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 beyond our imagination, isn't it? It's, it's, so so the, these few verses in Philippians and Paul's writings just have a dimension that's far beyond just a little little bit of sort of teaching from a rabbi yeah. or a, a little bit of instruction, you know, to get on in your community or in your heavenly colony. It's, it's just, it's like a little window opens on heaven yeah. and, and we see some amazing plan. And that when it says every tongue will confess... Jesus is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Um, so even, as you say, all of those who reluctantly are kneeling, they're also confessing. They have it, to confess that he is Lord, that he is God. It's, and um, it, that is to the glory of God the Father. Yeah, yes. Everything will be reconciled to himself. Yeah. There will be, yeah. all his enemies will, will be defeated and under his feet. Yeah. And... Um, so the enemy is playing something out at the moment in our last five minutes. But, you know, he knows his time is short, you know, Revelation 12. He knows it. He's, he's, he's sort of lashing out. The name of Jesus is just trampled everywhere, isn't it? Yes. And, you know, people are swearing everywhere the name of Jesus more than any other name at the moment. They're not confessing Jesus as Lord. No. They're, they're linking it to some of the most filthy aspects of, of you know, fallen man and the devil is trying to whip all of this up, but he, he's running out of time. Mm. And it, it is hard when you hear, you, you, you just hear this, a name that is so precious, so powerful, mm. being yes. trampled on. And it, it, you think, how could that be? How, how could it be that, um, that it is because of the enemy of, of God? God will have the last trying word. Trying to take glory, yeah, trying to... Just yeah, get it the most out of his sewer, it, as it were. It, it shows actually, although I, I, I know there's this 
argument, you know, that the, the Lord's Prayer is a, is a pattern, and I understand that. But the Lord has this ability to distill everything down to an irreducible minimum, yeah. which he's done. And it, I realize it, just what you said, you know, that as we pray, Lord, hallowed be thy name. Yeah. Thy kingdom yeah. come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's invited us to pray that, to deal with just the things that you're talking about. Yes. To deal with the trampling and the, 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 yeah. the blasphemous use of the name. We can overcome that by praying, hallowed be thy yeah. name. Mm. Thy kingdom come on earth. We rebuke in the name of Jesus. We yes. don't do it in our name. Mm -hmm. No. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Another hymn, at the name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Every oh, knee wonderful. shall bow, every tongue confess, King of glory now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. To cap it off. Yes, please. Paul is actually minutes. quoting from Isaiah 45, 22. Yeah. Okay. And he's saying, look to me, this is Jehovah speaking, look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. So mm. it's very clear, one God. Yeah. Verse 23, I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that to me, Jehovah God, every knee will bow and every tongue take an oath or confess. Yeah. Their mm. Lord. Yeah. So notice this is paul is quoting from that mm. Mm. but he this is a verse where god says this is only true about me there is only one god there is no other yeah. and every knee will confess yeah. every knee will bow and every tongue confess mm. then paul takes that and applies it to jesus yeah. that at the name of jesus every knee will bow yeah. and every tongue confess this is a very strong statement of the deity of christ yeah. saying that verse will be fulfilled by jesus mm. There is only one God, but Jesus yeah. and the Father are both God, to the yeah, glory of God the Father. The and there is one God. Praise the Lord. Amazing. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I mean, we should be doing a Don Francisco now. We, just we saying, should, should praise we? the Lord. Yeah. Um, the, the, the thing is, in Romans 10, is it, you know, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, mm. and believe in your heart, God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, some will be confessing it, but not believing it in their heart. But you, we all should confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. Do it before it's too late. Do it, you know, before you're forced to do it. <laughs> Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And believe it in your heart and you will be saved and you will be justified. Amen. And you will be glorified. See you next week. We'll see you next week.